Talk Radio with the best host in the business. Sports Talk Radio, every weekend night with Princess Cooper. Never had it so good radio now on 101.1. And it's 24-7, the world's best radio station. In this day and time, stereotypes are the false descriptions for all of humanity. James T. Deshaies is the author of two great poetry books that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men are unable to put into words their deepest feelings and spend most of their time focused on the surface of what life means. Thoughts, love, and reflections, and passion, desire, and contemplation take you on a journey that has very few travelers. Mr. Deshaies has opened his heart and spirit up in ways that few have ever experienced. The depth of his poetry will have you reading his books and poems over and over again. You will find yourself using his passages to describe your own feelings to your family and friends. It is now time to put aside your thoughts and feelings related to the depth of men's thoughts and delve deeply into the words of James T. Deshaies. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. Don't be fooled by those books that create love through words of lust, vulgarity, and unhealthy displays of sexual activities. You will discover the types of words that will allow you to rejoice in the future of what love truly means to men. Your book clubs and families will be able to discuss these words without fear. No one will have to leave the room. Both of these books can be purchased at jamestdeshay2.com and lulu.com. Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com. This is James T. Deshay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflections, brought to you by Nine Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Today, I really want to talk to you about what is the real world and how we have to make decisions based on who it is that is important to us and the amount of service we get out of the money that we spend. And as we get older, our health care becomes very important, but at the risk of what? You know, and I really, at the time that I contemplated uh, retiring, I wanted to keep the insurance that was my insurance at the school, which gave me accessibility, uh, to doctors, uh, gave me uh, quality health care, and would, I was able to keep the the physicians that I had. But one of the things I noticed, primary, a primary care doctor, and this primary care doctor uh, did not give me a lot of services. Uh, she, what she did was evaluate my illness and then send me on to another individual who was a specialist. 
And every time I went to these different people, everybody would collect their $35 charge along with the amount my employer was paying. So when I decided to retire, employer uh, would not continue paying my health care insurance, and I would have to pay it myself. And then I came to understand that paying for the insurance that I had was going to cost me around $700 or more. But after I got into Obamacare, it lowered my cost uh, to about 450 And then I was getting another 150 from uh, Florida toward my health care, which lowered it to around 300 Now, that was suitable. And I was willing to continue that, and I did that for about a year or so. Then, of course, Obama got kicked out. I got informed at that point that my insurance was going to go up to 1000 and that uh, it was going to be at about $800 with the 150 So at that point, I had to evaluate these doctors were just sending me every little thing I said. They were sending me to a different specialist. And these specialists were giving me, um, so that was a lot of money. That was a lot of monthly expenses involved in health care for somebody, for the most part, was healthy. So I'm going to tell you all at this point, I have not gone to see a doctor in a year. We realized that at some point, my health will deteriorate. But I decided that I was going to pay cash for my health care until I couldn't pay it anymore. Because I wasn't going to pay $1,000 a year, excuse me, $1,000 a month for months where I did not need to see a doctor. So up to this point, I am very healthy. I'm healthy and happy. And I'm waiting to the point where I can get Medicare, which I know is about 10 to 12 years away. But you, people want me or suggest that I can spend $100,000 on being pushed from one doctor to the other over the next 10 to 12 years where I may not need their services at all to get me through that time period. So I can see where people logically make decisions because of the how the the cost of health care not to pay it. Because I'm afraid I, I don't see what sense it would have made me to pay twelve 
$1,000 over the course of last year to feel any better than I felt. And I know that I risk um, is something accident. Well, I got I have insurance on my car. If I have accident in my car, they'll pay for the medical expenses. And so I'm just wondering, you know, I know a lot of people may tell me it's illogical, but I had thousand dollars last year by not having coverage. Gee, and I'm sure I'm not the only one, and I, and it's amazing me, I wasn't thinking about that at the time, but it just sounds, it became cost-effective the first few two years I paid because it was under $500. But when it went up to $1,000, I just felt like that is too much to pay for those months when you don't use it. And I know they say when you have to, you're going and you don't cost even more. Well, I've saved the twelve thousand, so I feel like I had the money to pay for it. And that is a lousy way to deal with life or death, but it is my reality, and I'm sure again that I'm not the only one. Good evening, James. Uh, no, you're not the only one. Um, in fact, uh, I have just uh, been made realize how much uh, Obamacare is being missed. Uh, you know, during the during the campaign, and I hate to always go back to this politicized and everything, but it seems like uh, it all had some uh, some relevance. You know, during the campaign, uh, the 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 proponents of Obamacare uh, mentioned how if if the Trump administration were to take away uh, the Affordable Health Care Act, that people would die. And the and the GOP wanted to say that the Democrats were using scare tactics, but in essence, what they was actually bringing to our realization was that without the preventive and the preemptive health care that the Affordable Health Care Act provided for us, uh, we would be in a situation where we won't be able to uh, participate in the preventive program. Um, I went to my physician the other day to have a prostate exam. And uh, I knew I didn't have any insurance. I haven't had any insurance since they promised to replace, re- repeal and replace the Affordable Health Care Act. Uh, so I haven't had any, ins- any insurance, health care insurance since then. And so uh, when I went to the doctor, uh, the first thing they did was ask if I had any insurance. And, of course, I do not. So... Um, the realization is that it's pretty scary, uh, and, you, and you spoke about how uh, you're a way to you become of age to take advantage of, of Medicare, of Medicaid. Well, we all know that they're making uh, threats about dismantling almost anything that is going to provide for people who don't have 
military insurance or insurance on their job. So they are they make it pretty difficult. We're still waiting on repeal and replace. We're waiting on a a whole bunch of things that this administration has promised but have yet to deliver. Thank you, James. Nate, it, it is a sad day that we think about, you know, I retired and I have a set amount of money set aside uh, because of the 30 years I invested. And I have uh, the ability to things that allow me uh, to to raise some capital. So if I had to spend $400 or $500 to see a doctor, I have the ability to do that. But I know that that's not the norm. And so we have just a host of people who um, find themselves, I'm sure, in a situation where I just didn't think it was feasible for me to spend $12,000 in case I go to the doctor. And and so I feel like I'm $12,000 to the good, and if I do need to go to the doctor, I can say that was money that I saved and I didn't spend. So every month is like an additional thousand dollars to me uh, because I didn't go, I didn't pay into that plan. But I don't think that's how Americans should should be forced to live. Good evening, Jenny. Good evening, everybody. I, you know, and I agree with you. And um, kudos to you for being disciplined enough to 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 do it. You know that might not be the the uh, example way of doing it, but you showing that it can be done that way. Um, like for me, when it comes to healthcare, by me being retired through the military, I had a VA, but with my job that I have, I do have some um, some basic insurance. You know, just to you know to go along with with with, um, with, with the VA. But I agree with you. It's it's we're spending a lot of money. For just in case, it'll be a different story if you spent the money, and at the end of the year, you know, if you didn't use it, they give it back to you, which we know that's not going to happen. And and we all being seem like we all being forced to live a certain type of way. That you do it this way, what's going to cost you to do it a, a certain way? And um, like I said, I don't know, I didn't didn't know a whole lot about the affordable health care. I heard some good things about it. Or some not so good things about it. so I'm I'm not an expert in that you know um, but I, I I understood the the purpose of the ideal of it and everything but but you're right that we all being forced to live uh, uh, a certain way and and we and, and we forced to it seems like if we don't choose a certain type of insurance or anything like that, it's like we're being punished and if we do choose it it's like we're still being punished so it's like dang if we do and dang if we don't. And I guess the question is, what is, what, what, what's the answer? What, what, what can we do? What can we do to make sure America is taken care of? Because they don't have this problem in Canada. I don't know how Canada got it figured out, but they, they got to figure out healthcare over there is not a problem. And I spoke to a lot of Canadians who are universal, and they, and, and it's very affordable. So maybe we should uh, model after Canada. Thank you. Well, you know, a lot of people try to make us believe uh, that the Canadian system is forcing 
their people to wait to see their doctors. And I just don't buy that. You know, I think America is has enough money, meaning that we're one of the richest countries in the world, to figure out a model to help uh, our people get health care. But being a math major, I just didn't see, you know, my health is important. And I don't want anyone not to believe that my health isn't important. But I want you to understand that it just didn't seem logical to me, $1,000 a year on something that was not required or needed on a regular basis. So being that I was not going to the doctor every month, I just didn't seem, didn't seem logical to me to give somebody $1,000 when I wasn't using their services. And now, at this point, again, I have not been to the doctor in 12 months. So, therefore, I feel like I have some resources uh, to someone on the air, 2730. Uh, what, what are your thoughts about this predicament we find ourselves in in terms of health care? Well, tremendous Thursday to everyone, and um, I'm just joining, so I'm not quite sure, but I did catch the latter part of your statement of not going to the doctor in the past year, and I do have, um, I have concerns with that, and, you know, we never should have to uh, put money versus uh, health care on the table, but we do. And that's where we are until we can change and do something and have something done differently. But that $12,000 may have seemed a a bit much at um, one time. Um, And that is $12,000, that's a lot of money. You spend $1,000 a month. Uh, But it, it it was a start. And I don't know if it was some kind of way that something could have been supplemented to help and that kind of stuff. But I do have a concern with you uh, not uh, having uh, a checkup in in, uh, 12 months. I will hope that uh, you would be mindful of in the community sometimes when we have uh, health affairs and health extravaganza so that you can at least have your, your, the vitals. Uh, checked and in line, and uh, if indeed you should be taking medication, uh, there's some um, uh, programs out there that helps with that, but uh, it's unfortunate that we have to even have this discussion, but I know this is what we are and we do. Andre, it is, if I had some ongoing, and I'm not going to say I'm in perfect health, uh, but let me just share with you and to be on. Uh, you know, we on the show are supposed to be honest. And so um, I had uh, got to the point I was going through this a series of of um, doctor's appointments. And again, every time you go, they charge you thirty five dollars, and they send you to one to the other. And uh, they felt very comfortable with sending you to different specialist related to the same situation. And so I have an enlarged prostate, and um, the results of a large prostate means that men find themselves 
uh, not to have the normal urine flow. And uh, in that, one of the specialists went in and they found, uh, and when they took a biopsy, what they thought was cancerous. Now, as I kept going to these different specialists, and they kept trying to suggest to me the different things they would do about my enlarged prostate, because of my height and size, they determined that there were certain methods that they didn't want to do because those methods might have some harmful harmful effect in the long run. So I finally got to this one doctor, and he said to me, he said, Mr. Shea, you know, prostate cancer is the slowest-growing cancer that there is. And if you were late in your age, we probably wouldn't even tell you to do anything about it because you'd probably die from something else. He went on to say, he said, Jim, the concern that we have the, for you and your health the most is that you need to get some of this weight off. And they wanted me to do a proceed, you know, one of those procedures where they cut your stomach thousand dollars. Okay, but when I evaluated, and you know, I, you guys, you got to know, I, I have some issues. I'm not going to even act like I don't have some issues, but I have some issues related uh, to money, and I have this issue, you know, what is called diminishing returns. And so I felt like spending a thousand dollars a month for good health care when you don't have bad health, that is what you call diminishing returns. Now when you have bad health, thousand dollars, and you might be getting uh, you know, uh two thousand dollars worth of services for a thousand dollars, then that means that you you're getting twice the money you spend. But when doctors not doing anything but giving you pills and telling you when to come back the next day, I just didn't see it as profitable for me to spend a thousand dollars a month. When again, I have lived, this year has been fine. I haven't worked as well as I should in terms of of uh, getting the weight off, but I didn't spend no twelve thousand dollars going and looking no face and no doctor either, T. So you have to see. I have, you know, like I have this thought that I'm twelve thousand dollars to the good, and that if something were to happen, I would have the cash to pay out of pocket. So despite my mental health issues, T. In trying to trying to keep my resources, I, I just feel like I understand what Audrey's saying, but I have to evaluate. The truth is, all we're doing at this point is extending life. There will not be, we will not, we're going to meet our maker regardless. Well, uh, you know, I I think it's important that we uh, come to a place where we can choose our patterns. Uh, you know, the doctor that, that mentioned to you that it, it seems as though that the most important issue at this time is to get off the weight. Uh, I think that's a battle that you may want to uh, uh, undertake because of, uh, my understanding is that uh, uh, being overweight can cause a host of other problems. And so, uh, 
you know, if that if that if, if that was an option, uh, and especially now, if if a person had the type of money uh, put away to do certain things, uh, and and of course, uh, this type of surgery is called a, it's, a, it's a cosmetic surgery, so uh, most insurances wouldn't cover that no way. So if a person had the type of money where they could do such a sur- surgery, and I've seen people that uh, disappear for three or four months, and they come back and look like a new person, and 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 they actually they uh, secretly went off and had this surgery. Uh, you know, it could be a new beginning for you. Uh, my wife is uh, she kind of heavy around the midsection. And uh, and so we're looking, we're contemplating ways to uh, help her control uh, her weight and things of that sort. Now, look, uh, also now, when it comes to me, I'm kind of torn between uh, the fact that I, a lot of ways I can't afford these, these, these medical visits and the belief uh, of a holistic medicine. Uh it was a whole, and I'm sure if Michelle was on, she would probably be able to convince me of the, of the reality of the holistic medicine. But uh, I'm kind of torn between uh, does holistic medicine actually have some relevance in a person's life where they can see real results as opposed to um, uh, medical science and, and the actual actual medicine to to achieve the same results. So I'm kind of torn between all of that. And certainly when it comes to prostate cancer, you know, there are things that they say that you can take, like, black seed oil and a whole bunch of other stuff that that's going to be beneficial in that way. So uh, if there were some experts that will become available to help answer these questions, I really would appreciate it. Um. Regina, you know, it is you are content <laughs> you and Andre and I think everybody on the show is is working. I'm the only one that's retired. And a lot of the people we have as coworkers choose not to retire, not because they don't have the money to live, but because they can't afford the health care after they retire. And I chose to leave uh, because I wanted to believe that I had the resources to pay for the health care, then only to find that my government just script and um, created a, an environment where my health care went from 350 a month to 1000 So, mm. you know, it is just incredible. Like I said, when you are relatively healthy, like I am, I mean, I don't wake up days where I feel different than any other day. And I know there are probably things going on in my body that I may or may not know about. I'm just getting older. But I just can't not see, as I have continued to say, you know, giving them people $12,000 last year when I didn't even use their services. So, uh, you know, and most of the time, like I said, when I went to my primary care doctor, all she did was pour seals on me. So, you know, I, I, I know that I'm not the only one living this. 
I have to think about using up my personal resources and not leaving anything to my daughter. So I just don't feel comfortable spending that kind of money and not getting the kind of return I believe I deserve. So you're you're saying this why? I mean, well, I'm just asking the... you. How do you deal with the thought of healthcare and how it is? How you've seen it? How it is uh, talked about by your peers and the other people that you know in your life? Hmm. Um. Well, I let me see. My daughter's 22, and because she has to go to the doctor regularly. You know, when I say regularly, I mean every two or three months, something like that. Um, or there's a chance that something may happen and she would need to go at a certain time. Um, I've kept her on my insurance. And here, I know in South Carolina, I'm not sure if it's nationwide, she can remain on my insurance until she's 26 as long as she's in school. But she's also large, and it's been recommended that she tries um, some of the um, bariatric surgery options, surgical options. And oddly enough, my insurance will not cover it, which is a state plan, but Medicaid will cover it. So my options are crazy. Um, you know, insurance, we have to get family plans, which costs me about $400 more a month. If I try to push her to the to the Medicaid, it's no guarantee that she will get Medicaid. The system is just so very confusing to me. Um, so I just keep I just keep working. I guess I just don't think about the options that I will be facing in a few years, which is bad because that means I'm not planning. But what do I do if I think about it? I'll start getting high anxiety. So I I don't know I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. It is a uh, bizarre situation, and uh, like I said, you know, I I do sympathize with a lot of Americans because I know that they are in a worse predicament than the one that I'm presently in. And um, you recognize it, and I didn't foresee being in this position. So, Kathy, you know, you sit here and, and you say to yourself, what do you do when you have to be a good steward uh, over the money that you have? And that's what I try to be. I try to to analyze whose best interest is it in, or uh, whose best interest would it be in, in for me to spend that $1,000 a month when I feel like I'm in pretty good health and the doctor is telling me, that what they the procedure or what they wanted to work on wasn't a priority. But yet that would be the only reason that I would spend that thousand dollars. I mean they had done all kind of X rays on me, they did all kind of different probes, 
Uh, I was found to be healthy only for, except for the the enlarged prostate. And when he told me that it was a slow-growing cancer and that what he really wanted me to focus on was my weight loss, it just didn't seem reasonable for me to spend that kind of money on what was deemed uh, something that was not looking like it was going anywhere fast. Good afternoon. So your question to me is? What what do you find? I mean, how do do you see people around you dealing with these health care issues and how they get this, these, you know, this insurance paid, and what part of their their um, their financial benefit is going toward trying to stay healthy? Hmm. Well, you know, um, from dealing with uh, this health care situation for the last five years with my mom, we our family has really been um, seeking answers concerning. Um, the medicine, the the doctors, what they tell you and everything else. So we have decided that we're trying to stay so healthy that we don't have to go to the doctor, that we don't have to go and pay for that insurance because, like you said, um, really it's it's like that's it's a process with them. This is how um, they've been trained to do it. This is what they will tell the patients. But there are alternatives. Now, the one, the part that you said about the doctor telling you that what you can do, your alternative is to lose weight, that was excellent because he didn't give you any pills. He didn't say you need to probably take this, but he gave you an alternative to keep you healthy and keep you here. Now, whether or not you took his um information and ran with it or not is a different story because see people go to the doctor and the doctor gives them you know options on what they can do okay you can take 10 pills or you can go and change your eating habit or you know your lifestyle and then you'll see a a result um so it's up to the individual if they want to continue to pay into an insurance where you know that um the money is actually <laughs> being used for some other stuff, and these doctors are just out there handing out medicine. So for for me, I would have took the option that he gave me. I wouldn't I would never have not paid anything. I would have went and got on me some kind of plan so I could have lost that weight and saw those results and saw my body and my health change. And that's what that's what I'm choosing to do. And I had over the years, I have not done as well as I would have wanted to. But uh, in September, I will be working out with another trainer. And uh, I had a good trainer, a female trainer, uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, but she moved to Atlanta. That girl was great. I mean, she was, she was, she was a rough sister, but. Uh, every time I went, I just dreaded going to see her because I know she was going to have me do some, doing some crazy stuff. But I got along well with her, but she left and moved to Atlanta. And so I'm starting off with another trainer in September. You know, the cost is going to be 
a little less. He's going to charge me around $200 a month. Uh, so we're we're looking to, to get started uh, in September. And uh, but, but uh, I would much rather know. I know that that two hundred is going to good use. And so, gee, uh, a lot of times you just want to see your money spent. You know, you want to see your money give you some uh, some some invest uh, some uh, profits that you can really look to. And just going to these doctors one after the other, where your primary care send you to this doctor. Your primary care want to see you every every six months. The other doctor want to see you every six months. And the other one, who's your heart specialist, he want to see you every six months. And everybody getting that $35 plus whatever the insurance gives them. And then you got to pay the insurance $1,000 a month. I, I just didn't, I, I couldn't do it. Well, uh, I apologize. I fell off. Um, but you know, uh, again, you know, looking back at the uh, the campaign of 2016, uh, the insurance company that was pitching the fit about the Affordable Health Care Act, the insurance company, uh, the pharmaceutical company, and the uh, and the physicians around the country were all pitching a fit about the Affordable Health Care Act because they felt that they had their hands were being tied and they couldn't act wild about the charges that they would normally charge a person with, uh, when it comes down to your doctor visit. Uh, they had to minimize the, the the cost that they would normally charge you to to uh, to incorporate uh, the Affordable Health Care Act. And so they was very uncomfortable in doing that. Now that that is no longer in existence, they can charge you whatever the hell they want. Um, so, so your point is very well taken. Yeah, for my dollars, I like to see some good return for the money I spend. Because if I'm only going to the doctor twice a year, and but they're gonna charge me a thousand dollars a month, uh, and and then some, and a thousand dollars that's 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 a that's a cheap rate. Um, yeah, you want you want to see some return for the money that you that you're spending out, but we're we are we're we're in a pickle in that way right now. So we need some uh, we need more information on, on on how we can get better and, at this. And 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 Nate, we have to realize all we're doing is extending life because the death is coming. You know what I'm saying? You know, if 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 somebody told me, look, you paid me a thousand dollars a month. And you're gonna live indefinitely. That's one thing. But paying you a thousand dollars a month and you ain't giving me no guarantees don't make much sense to me. And and I understand and I understand what you're saying. You know, um, I have an uncle right now uh, who has who who, who uh, I forget what kind of surgery he had, but he said if he don't take the surgery, he's gonna die. And he said he just gonna trust God through the process, cause he's kind of like you. He don't see the you know, the purpose of getting, giving them all that money to um, say he may or may not even even make it through the make it through the surgery. So I, I understand understand on what you're saying too. But like I said, you 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 kind of in, in a minority now. 
because you're saving money and you have you, you do have a way to pay if you do go go to the doctor. And I wouldn't recommend that for everybody because you know everybody's not as disciplined as you. But at the same time, you know we all want to live as long as we want to. But the key, the key word is proactive. So you know we do need to go to get ourselves checked out and everything. Make sure nothing will sneak up on us. We know how to to attack it. But somebody had said earlier about they made a vow to live healthy and you know keep from going to the doctor. And that's really the bottom line to it. Because everything at the end of the day is about that green. They're going to find some kind of way to um, pimp that green from you. And they're using health care as, as a form of prostitution to, uh, 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 to pimp that money up out of you. And and they, they, they're getting rich off of while we're getting poor and sicker. Because like you said, you um, they, 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 they try, you try to send you to the specialist. It's no different than the VA. Every time I go to the VA and everything, they were trying to make me, they would say I was, uh, I was pre-diabetic. They're trying to give me all these pills and also try to get me to um, do, um, go to a specialist and do this and do that. And I told the lads, no, ma'am, what I'm going to do is stop being lazy and drop about 20, 30 pounds, and I'm, I'm good. And the nurse came back and told me, she said, I'm glad that you told her that because they always try to put pills and stuff in you. And I, I, I'm a big proponent of believing that once you start getting on some of these medications, a lot of these medications, some people just can't get out. Like my mom's on prednisone, and she tried to get off of it one time, and it took a long time to get off of it because it's a type of steroid. So, again, I heard Dan mention something about, about, about the holistic uh, um, deal, too, and I think that's that's something worth looking into because I know some people who was doing that, and they're very healthy. So, I mean, they are alternatives, but we just have to see which avenue works for us. But the key thing is stand on top of our health. It's, 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 it's the key thing. You know, that way we stay on top of it. We won't get caught up and worrying about, about the health care. You know, so my whole key thing when it comes to health care, it's all about the early warning. As long as we stand on top of it and and nothing sneak us on us, then, you know, we good. You know, like uh, I think I couldn't know it was Cheryl Misadre had said something about, you know, go to the free health care screen. Anything, stuff like that, yeah, we need to be doing so we at least be aware of what's going on. Then we'll figure out how we're going to combat it. Thank you. Well, what I just said is true, and certainly I need to make an appointment to my primary care doctor and go on and bite the bullet and pay uh, cash uh, for a physical and, or, and get my blood tested. Uh, but one of the things I know and I appreciate by myself is is that I uh, I don't have any what you may call bad habits. I don't I'm not I don't drink uh, alcohol uh, to no no extended degree. I know I don't smoke. Uh, so there's there are a lot of things that I don't do that help me to be a healthier person. I do need to monitor my uh, food intake to a different level, and I need to get more exercise. And I'm willing to, again, I'm willing, you know, I've had a number of trainers, and I'm willing uh, to pay trainers and then get uh, inspired to go to the gym that I'm a member of, 24-hour fitness more often. But, Kathy, you know, we we have to be careful because, you know, even doctors make a mistake. Sometimes we think we are healthier because we go to a doctor but sometimes they give us stuff that don't is not good for us too, and a lot of times they say that the largest percentage of deaths in a hospital are because of uh, the mistakes of of human beings. 
Are you there, Cassie? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said somebody else's name. <laughs> you said that. What was? I'm sorry. What's the question? I'm I'm still well, thinking I'm saying about. Sometimes but... we have to monitor what the doctors suggest us to do uh, because they give us medication uh, that's not good for us. And then uh, it has been said that most of the deaths in hospitals are uh, because of human error. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And you know what I was just thinking about? Um, because looking at, I, and I'm basing all this back on my mom, because they had her on like 13 different medications. And each one of those medications have different side effects. So that's another thing when they prescribe you the medication. They don't usually tell you what the side effects are to these particular prescriptions. So what we did is we listed all the medication that she was taking, and we looked at each uh, side effect. And that's why that's what was actually causing her to be sick because of the side effects and the different comparison. But the the people, like you said, at the doctor, they don't tell you this. All they do is um, prescribe that medication because they have some kind of deal with the pharmaceutical company to where they get paid money for you to prescribe certain medications. And I've been told that by doctors that you need to really pay attention to those um, um, doctors that continue to prescribe or continue to try to force you to take medication. So um, we, we have, again, decided that we're going on the other side. We're trying to stay healthy. We're going to, we're going to check on herbs and different things like that to try to stay away from all that different medication. And I wanted to tell you also, James, is that you don't have to wait for a trainer. You can go outside and walk. You know, you can find a, a place somewhere where – no, I'm no, I'm serious because that's what we have to I do. Know, that I know you are. Hey, you're right. I ain't got no – ain't no – you're exactly right. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying exactly because, right. you know, it, it starts in the mind. And um, and it's like, you know, what what excuses am I putting in front of me not to do this. So I'm just saying, because I love you. You know that, right? And I'll get on right. the plane today. If you say, Cassie, get on the plane today and come here, I will come, whatever, pray, whatever we need to do. So I'm just saying, it just takes, you know, one, one time, go out there, go do your little 15 minutes. It, it only takes, or you can even inside the house, they have different little exercises online that you can do in your own home. Nobody even knows. This lady showed me these different exercises. They look so simple, but yet still they are actually assisting, you know, the different areas of the body. So I'm saying it's no excuses with this. We, as as black people, we love to eat. I love to eat, too. I'll go and get me some um barbecue and macaroni in a minute but i have to think about is that going to help me or is that going to hurt me so it's every now and then that we're trying to push away from that and do a little bit more healthy things so and i'm encouraging you to do the same thing james and i appreciate that uh let me just tell everybody because we talk about honesty on this show and i told you i you know I have to remind you guys that I have a problem uh, when it comes to to money because I try to be a good steward. Uh, but uh, my my history with my mom is, is that we believed in this physician, and my mom was going to get a knee replacement, 
And my mother had been healthy most of her life, uh, but she just wanted to, to come and go as she pleased, and she wanted to get rid of the knee pain. And what happened was she went in to get a knee replacement surgery, and uh, she, uh, something else, while she was in the hospital. And um, over a uh, 10 to 12-month period, she succumbed to this infection. And uh, this doctor had the nerve to call me, and uh, he, well, he had one of his nurses call me and said, was I going to uh, pay my mom's doctor bill? And I told him, I said, listen, I said, had she kept her alive, she'd pay her own doctor bill. And that's the last time I heard from him. But, you know, um, it was, you know, those are one of those things that I think about when they tell me, the shape, what do you think about having one of these uh, stomach uh, uh, surgeries? And my thing is, you want me to risk the life that I have where I'm happy, I'm, 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 you know, I'm enjoying my life, I'm not miserable, uh, to take the risk of having you cut my stomach in half and possibly uh, dying on the table. Uh, I ain't ready to take that risk. And it's just like your eyes. They want to cut on your eyes so you won't be foresighted anymore. But they can't guarantee you if they go in there and cut that you might be blind. So I, I have a problem with some of these things, D, where you go, people go in uh, to solve a problem but they make me creating another problem. This morning, they talked about these people who want to have these resilient butt lifts and how many people are dying just to have a bigger butt. I, I just don't see it, D. Well, first, let me, uh, let me address what you said about going to the doctor and how it seems to be more, uh, more cases of where people are not making it out of the hospital. Uh, this year, I've known two people to do that. One one man, he was overweight, uh, age 40, uh, went in for a ambivocal hernia or a hernia of some sort. I'm, I'm not sure what it was. Uh, and acquired uh, some inf- uh, an infection, and and he didn't he didn't he didn't leave the hospital. Now. Sometimes, sometimes as uh, as a hernia repair, my I thought it was uh, was an outpatient situation. Uh, but for him not to make it out of the hospital was devastating for for a lot of people. Uh, I've known another case where a lady had uh, a knee replacement, and in all of that, uh, she had acquired uh, an infection and or a blood clot. And and, she, and during her follow-up visit to the pri- her primary physician and the guy that that uh, did the surgery, um, she didn't she didn't leave that facility. She died right there on the table. You know, so when when I listened to Nate and I listened to Miss Kathy, um, and when we look at these statistics about why they say most uh, most black uh, African Americans are the ones that suffer from high blood pressure, uh from uh 
from all these different these different diseases. Uh, it is because of the mindset that that Nate speaks about, and that Miss Kathy spoke about also. You know, we all like to eat, and and our southern cuisine, for one, is very delectable. It's, uh, it's very tasty, and we like it. All right. Uh, but the difference between us and our white counterpart is uh, they'll get out and and they'll and they'll work out tremendously. And so, so when we look at these statistics, that that has to be the only difference in, in the two. They will get out, they'll walk, they'll ride bikes, they'll they'll, they'll spend a lot of time at the spa. They they will uh, intake these supplements. Uh, they like smoothies. They like these nasty smoothies that you know that we will never drink. But so, but in order to do so, like Nate said, we have to acquire a different mindset. And if you know, if we get lucky enough to get a head start, like Nate said, where when we go and 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 they do a blood test on us and we don't have any protein in our blood, and and our blood count and our and our sugar count is good, that's a head start right there. So we have to be willing to push away from the table, to push away from the white flour, the white sugar, the white rice, the butters. And all that stuff that we love, we got to do better. We got to do better because, again, our health is our greatest commodity. And if we don't have our health, then everything we ever, all the other things we talk about on this show don't mean a hill of beans if we don't have, our, have good health to start off with. Thank you. And you're so right. You know, uh, I don't want nobody to believe that I don't want to live until my latter years. Uh, I know that uh, Kathy has had the pleasure of having her mother for a long, long time. And um, all of us want to live to that day uh, and be as healthy as Kathy's mother is and get around the way her her mother does uh, and and just enjoy life to the fullest for a long period of time. Uh, But I also have to be a good steward of the money for today and do better today. And so, you know, I I had a grandfather who lived way into his 90s and lived on the farm and uh, never did own a car and did a lot of walking. And, Kathy, I really accept what you say, and I appreciate what you say. And I don't ever want you to think that I'm ignoring you because I'm not. But I just love the fact that, you know, we are aware and have had experience with people who we love living a long, long time. And we we want the same life they had experienced and even better. Uh, but we do have to realize that these doctors don't do everything they say they're going to do related to what is in our best interest. And we have to evaluate what they suggest to us and for us uh, as we go through the process. Yes, you are right about that, James. They do not. Well, some of them. I mean, you know, we have ran across some doctors that were very special to our family because when we, when, when our mom goes to the hospital, we go in like a tribe. So they either going to come with it or they're going to bag back and send somebody else. So because we want to know, we want to know what the effects are going to be. You know, uh, is this a long-term 
thing that you're giving her? Is it how long is it, is it going to help her right now? You know, where do you see this is? So we go in with questions. So when we find doctors that um, actually know what they're talking about and look like they actually care for the patient, then we do listen. If they say, I really think your mom needs to take this right here and this will help her in this area, then we, we come together and we talk about it and we say, yay or nay, you know, because, again, we do want her to be here as long as possible, but we know the end result is that it's, um, it's in God's hand, you know, for, for her, you know, how long she's supposed to be here. But finding the right doctor is very important, and asking questions is very important. And, and we, you know, kind of had thought about opening up something for the elderly because a lot of those elderly people go in there and the doctors and the nurses be telling them different things, and they don't understand, you know, all of those different medications or, or names that they're throwing out out to the to the patients because we don't know all of the things either. So that's why we have to look it up and find what the results are. So it is very important to um, seek out the right kind of doctor for whatever the ailment is. And Joyce, I see you just came in, and we're just talking about uh, how expensive insurance is and the benefits of insurance and the and the cost that going to see these doctors on a regular basis, and is all of this in our best financial interest? And I have elected not to to pay a thousand dollars a month for uh, health insurance and just pay out of my pocket as I need it, uh, because it just you know they send you to one specialist to another, and nobody has any real solutions, uh, but they keep collecting that money. Right. It's according to what type of doctor that you have. As a matter of fact, I just came from therapy on my shoulders today. But uh, like Chapter said, that's key um, as far as, and if you're pretty much healthy and you're not at that age where you can get on Medicare right now, that would be the best for you to go um, the way that you, you're, you're seeking. If I were you, you know, I can't tell you what to do, but I've always had insurance. So, but uh, I've always been healthy, you know, until the last five years when I got hurt on the job. But other than that, I, I, I believe in health and maintenance. But it doesn't have to cost you an arm and a leg, but if you get one wellness and knowing the type of doctor that you get, the difference between a DO doctor and an MD doctor, there are differences. A DO doctor, if you are going to get a doctor, I always try to tell people to get one that is DO. That to me, that their bedside manner is more caring. They ask more questions. They deal with the mind, body, and soul. I won't say that just because my, my son is a doctor. I never did know the difference. But now I do know the difference by him going to medical school. Uh, uh, MD will write you up for prescription in a minute. But uh, a DO doctor would like to know what, what triggered it, what, what the source is before. And if not, then they do some type of help you with manipulating uh, and tell you some type of program or what type of maintenance to do before they start prescribing medication. When doctors prescribe me all kinds of medication, I run it by him first, and then he'll let me know whether or not to take it, whether or not it's addictive or whatever. As far as my mom is concerned, she, she'll be 100 in February. Elderly have no clue of what they say, and they'll agree with anything that the doctor said because that's what they used to doing. 
you know, from uh, how they was reared up. They don't ask questions. That's why we always have someone to go with my mom there, um, a member of the family. I think all the the elderly, uh, we need a support system where we can uh, work hand-in-hand with them or their caseworker so that when they do go to the doctor, they don't have to ask the question. We'll be there to help them and to guide them along the way. But to, to, to you, James, um, just save it, just bank it, so when you do need it, then it's there for you. But if you feel like you're pretty healthy and you're almost there with the Medicare program, that would may be your best choice. Thank you. Yeah, it is so important. And I have to, I tell you guys all the time, and I was telling somebody today, and uh, I saw on Facebook, who was a Facebook friend who worked at the jail, with, was working at the jail with me, and uh, a lot of people I know have a difference of opinion. And my thoughts is, is look, I, I love my daughter, and I want to help my daughter have the best life she possibly can. Uh, she has been working, and she's been a trooper, and she don't ask me for very much. I'm just willing to try to get through this thing the best way I can and leave uh, a, a, a financial windfall for my daughter. And... Um, I'm just not going to, you know, just spin up her inheritance. And so my mama didn't spin up mine, and I'm not going to spin up hers. And so, Can I you know, have- but a lot of people, a lady told me today, lady said, look, I gave my children all the tools that they need to be successful. Uh, my retirement money is for me. That's what she said. And I know that some people feel like that. And uh, I'm okay. I'm not living. I I ain't living like no pauper, but I'm gonna make sure that I live a little something on the table. I ain't gonna clear the table, and ain't nothing gonna be there for nobody else to eat after when I leave. And that's how I feel about it. Can I add uh, something, James? If you get sick and go, go to the ahead. hospital, there's no way they turn you down. You can always pay on a bill. I'm paying uh, on a male clinic bill that I've been paying on for five years. Believe me, you can get on a program, so never, ever let money hold you from staying healthy. Thank you. All right. All right, guys, we're going to take a a break, and we'll come back and give everybody an opportunity to have their last word. Oh, 
This is James P. Deshay, the host of Talk, Love, and Reflection, brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. We're here seven days a week, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We talk about the things that impact our lives now and in the future. Dial in at 657-383-0309. We want your voices to be heard loud and clear without interruption. So what is your final thought for this evening? Uh, well, my final thought is something to think about is that a lot of times the windfall that you can leave your kids, it doesn't have to be in the form of, of money per se, it should be in the form of, of, of insurance policies. Because most white people, that's what, that's how they get rich. If you notice that a lot of times they have people uh, insured for millions of dollars. So that should be your, 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 your uh, the windfall for, for her. You may want to sit and talk to the party who you leave in the windfall to and let them know what you're expecting out of them uh, as far as uh, uh, so the money cannot be blown away. And like you said, let them know that the legacy is to be continued. Thank you. Thank you. And, George, I want you to just know that I appreciate your commitment and dedication uh, to being a part of this show, uh, just like everyone else. Uh, you are you see the need and desire and the benefit to call in and talk and have a conversation, and you've been here with me for many years, and most of the people who call in have been here for years, and I just really appreciate your commitment to calling in and sharing your thoughts and giving us solutions to dealing with our government. And we that's what we want from everybody that calls in. Those of you who are out there listening, we want you to call in and talk about what it is that is on your mind that you know are solutions to today's problems. Okay, so we we love our call-in people, and we've become a family because what we do here is allow everybody to have their word. You'll find out I don't, I don't cut people off. I allow people to be able to talk and share as much as is on their heart, and we want those of you out there listening to call in and do the same. Uh, We're going to uh, be here tomorrow at uh, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. We want all of you to call into the show, Thoughts, Love, and Reflection. Take care, everybody, and I'll see you tomorrow. Father, help your children. the road and teach them to love one another that heaven might find a place in their heart Jesus is love And I know He forever in my heart. 
We've got to walk on Walk on through temptation Cause he's love And his wisdom Will be our helping hand I know the truth And his word Will be our salvation Lift up our hearts To be thankful And glad Jesus Is Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.